Welcome everyone to the Reinvent Relevance podcast, where we dive headfirst into what it takes to move your career from where you are to where you wanna be. We call this Reinventing Relevance, embracing the winds of change to do the work worth doing. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, and joining us today is Dan Nessel. Dan is a marketing and PR guru, uh, and he's been at this for a while, but he's recently launched a sideline that I think you're gonna find interesting. He is a creativity coach. Dan, Welcome to, to the podcast. I appreciate you being on. Uh, how, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, where you're at right now. How did you get to be the level of marketing guy that you are? Thanks, Jason. I got it. I mean, I'm really thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for even inviting me. I, yeah. I've never been called a guru in public before, so that's a new thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but when you have like 20, 25 years behind you, I suppose there are some folks, if you do it well, there are some folks who are maybe calling you a guru behind your back, and that's okay. I take it well. Uh, certainly in the spirit it's given. Um, but yeah, I, I am, you know, look, I, I am now uh, a VP of marketing for a major Japanese company. Uh, we have a $7 billion business in North America. Uh, and, um, you know, I've, I've built that career and I've, I've gotten to that point. I, I wouldn't say it's because I necessarily decided that I was going to be the best marketer there was. It's just a confluence of different um, kind of passions that ran through my life that I was able to capitalize on. And those were basically, well, marketing, of course, marketing and communications. So I've always loved tell, tell, telling stories. I've always been a storyteller. I've always been a good writer. Um, and certainly, you know, I like crafting narratives. Um, I've always liked data. I've always liked the way that you can kind of tell a story with data. So like, as soon as marketing went digital, it was like a big, like, aha to me, a big mo mo moment or movement maybe. Where, um, where the whole line between you know, the digital world made the lines between marketing and PR sort of blur and disappear. So I felt like this whole integrated marketing and PR thing was my thing, right? And then on top of that, we can layer on a lifelong passion and maybe even an obsession with Japan, which, um, which put me in a very unique little group because um, when I was in college, I learned to speak some Japanese, but then I went to Japan straight out of school. Mm -hmm. uh, and over the course of however many years I lived there, I was 16 altogether. But over the course of those years, you know, my Japanese skills got to the point where, where, you know, now I can conduct business in Japanese, but that puts me in a really unique kind of place. Oh, so if certainly. you draw this Venn diagram of marketers and communicators, right, who mm -hmm. understand digital, yeah. so you've got, that's an ever, ever overlapping one, I think, but, you know, 10 years ago it was small, uh, you know, but <laughs> that, and then throw another circle on about who can speak Japanese, Yeah, you've got maybe a handful of people. Yeah, you, you essentially, essentially speak, speak three languages, English, Japanese, and technology. <laughs> to a degree, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, and, you know, it's certainly at, 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 um, at a high level, I, I suppose I could speak technology. Yeah. I've always been into it. I've never yeah. been afraid of it. You know, yeah. maybe that's coming from being a Gen X or I don't know. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we grew up in the age of, you know, the Domo yeah. Arigato, Mr. Roboto uh, was our introduction. That and manga introduction to Japanese. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, so and, and it's a great culture. It's interesting bridging those two divides. And that's what I found interesting when we first met is there is a level of 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 neural ability that's that that's that's there that you have to have to bridge two worlds. And that's what we're getting to today. And this is what our, our audience, I think, is going to be the most interested in. You recently started a sideline yeah. being a creativity coach. Hmm. Now, creativity, you know, we, you and I have discussed this before, you know, it's a very interesting, 
Um, it's an interesting topic. People understand it, but they don't understand it. Yeah. So enlighten us a little bit. Creativity coaching, how does your background and where you're going with that, what's your vision for how creativity can come into the workplace and more importantly, come into individuals' ability to perform in the workplace? Well, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin to answer that question, but I, you know, fundamentally, I'll say that I think creativity is a, is a necessary part of anybody's work-life work, work performance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that you need to have a degree of creativity, whether you are an accountant or a, uh, or a graphic designer, that whole mm -hmm. spectrum of people has to employ elements of creativity, whether that means creativity and decision-making, mm -hmm. whether that means actually you know, creating something that wasn't there before, making something. Um, you know, there is an element of, of this, I think, like you, you called it a neural function, maybe that's what it is, but there's this, there's this need, I think, for every single person, every single one of us, all, all of humanity, as it were, we have an imperative, I think, to make things that didn't exist before. Yes. So, yes. so when we talk about creativity, you know, I've been challenged a lot on this uh, recently, so I've, I've come to crystallize my thoughts a little bit more, but I'm still open to different definitions, mm -hmm. by the way. And that's part of it is just yeah. being radically open-minded to all this kind of stuff. Oh, true. But, true. but um, you know, what I've, what I've really come to is that creativity is essentially, uh, by the way, is this, a, is this a, a marked explicit podcast or is it a clean <laughs> clean one <laughs> well it's not marked i, I we we, we because, could we could we can curse a little bit because there's what you know. there's just there's just one time i just want to say this oh feel free sometimes you have to say it because fundamentally creativity is making shit up it ah, really is yeah okay like sometimes yeah. but but in a strategic and directed way so yeah. you know where there was nothing there's going to be something and yeah. the process that makes that something yeah. is is creativity and some people yeah. kind of i guess maybe it kicks off with imagination and then yeah. grows into a creativity so the question mm -hmm. for me was, you know, that, you know, through my whole career being a marketer and a communicator, you know, I'm, I'm making up mm -hmm. stories a lot and not, not from full, not from like from, from, uh, from scratch necessarily. There's, there's products to talk about. There's, there's uh, absolute corporate narratives to kind of think about. So it's not from zero. I'm not, not absolutely making things up, but yeah. to tie all that together into a, a story that is worth telling takes a certain degree of creative latitude. So I've been doing that for so many years and I was never able to really translate that to do something for myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt, um, over, after a while, I just felt like this, well, another, maybe a bad metaphor, but you know how a, sta a snake grows or a reptile grows? They grow when their skin, where, where, where their skin gets so tight, they can't bear it anymore. To burst out of it, and yeah. Got to burst out of that old shell yeah. and put it back. So I, feel, mm -hmm. I felt like I was constricted all the time, yeah. right? And um, then, you know, it was a confluence of many things happened in my life, but ultimately when COVID hit earlier in the year and my travel stopped and I was grounded, mm -hmm. you know, I still have my job, uh, but I started to have a lot more time on my hands to think and to kind of, you know, reckon with myself about what's important in life. Because, mm -hmm. you know, of course there are the, 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 those little things happening around us, like a disease killing hundreds of thousands of people makes you think yeah. about, you know, your place in life. So, yeah. so I thought, what should I, you know, I've always wanted to write a book and I've always wanted to start a podcast. I've always wanted mm -hmm. to do these things. If not now, when, you know, and Amen. I just, I just had to get out of my own way. And that's a whole nother story, but, um, but I did, uh, and I managed to kind of get to this point where, and maybe my mug tells the story here. My mug, I got this from from really great little shop called Coffee and Motivation Companies. Uh -huh. I drink the tears of my haters, right? <laughs> I mean, 
ultimately you just mm-hmm. decide that nobody else's opinion matters. You just go for it. And, yeah. and um, so I did. And when I started podcasting, I started writing yeah. for myself. Mm-hmm. It flowed over into my work life in a very positive way. Yeah. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, we found that a lot that people can tolerate. There's the old saying it's from Nietzsche, I believe. And it's been sent to many other people have been credited with it but it's essentially if you have a if you have a why if you have a reason you can get through any how you can get through the circumstance if you have a reason to getting through the circumstances and a lot of people have jobs that that suck yeah <laughs> and yeah having you know and i'm not saying your job sucks i'm not you know i'm not saying that at all but what i'm saying is if you're in that situation creativity can be can be a godsend I think about, I had this coaching the other day with somebody and I, I said, look, how many people you walk into Walmart or Jiffy Lube or, or pick a store and you look at the person behind the counter and they're just putting in their, their, their 40 hours a week if they're lucky. And, but on the weekends, they rock out with their band or they yep. go home and they, they throw clay on the wheel and they have that outlet that makes them truly human and lets them get through the workaday world. Yeah. You know, now, ideally, if you have both where you can be creative at your job, that, you know, that, that's fantastic if you're a creatively oriented person. So let's talk a little bit about creativity coaching. Sure. Tell me how, how does that work? What is your ideal client? How, tell me a little bit about your sideline. How does that, how does it work? So, so, you know, look, coaching is a fundamentally, uh, it, and I, I like to maybe, maybe refer to it more like coach salting, like it's coaching and consulting because coaching like is, le- is, is where you lead people. I, I wish I could claim credit for it, but yeah. it's not mine, but, uh, but, uh, you know, coaching is where you, is where, uh, you know, a good coach leads people to their own answers, mm-hmm. uh, by asking yeah. the right questions and yes. probing in the right ways, mm-hmm. um, and providing little insights here and there, whereas a consultant will give advice. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I, to me, that working with people to unleash, help them unleash their creativity, whether it's exactly like I said before, whether it's a, a to to write a book or to do a podcast or to sculpt, so, mm-hmm. you know, with stone like they've been trying to do their whole life, or yeah. or start a company or whatever that whatever that need is to make something where nothing existed before, right? To, once people discover that that's a need that they have, it's hard to stay on track. It's hard to really get going. There are so many barriers. I found, and this is from personal experience too. Like, True. like it took me years, literally I had this microphone, uh, mm-hmm. not this particular one, but I had a microphone on my desk for a couple yeah. of years before I was able to push the button and I had to get out of my own way. Yeah. So, yeah. so the coaching part is to help people get out of their own way and mm-hmm. see that they have the answers that they need yeah. and, you know, to help them find, um, that, that path, that creative path forward. Now, yeah. you know, that could be, um, it could mean just like more on the coaching side where they have the answer in there and, and, you know, just, they need somebody who's going to help them draw it out. Somebody they can bounce ideas off of and sort of give them that, that, um, that p- pathway, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes, sometimes they're struggling and, and I, you know, I have a lot of things that worked for me and that I've discovered that, that work for, for others, uh, that can help unleash the creative person within, like, for example, um, you know, learning different ways to organize your thoughts, mm. uh, learning how to perhaps, you know, treat your creative side as a separate person that you need to kind of connect with more often, you know, yeah. um, there's lots of information about this. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's things that, that I, that I do to help folks. And, and as far as the ideal person, it's really, mm-hmm. um, you know, anybody who's struggling with these issues, uh, at, 
you know, at a point in their life where they're ready to commit to, to learning and doing more about it. You know, I mean, it's harder to do it. I think when you're um, just to paint with a broad brush, it's harder to do that when you're younger, you know, you're pulled in so many different directions. Um, but Wait, you know, and ironically, you're the most free that you'll ever be in your life. <laughs> right. You, but, but yet you feel like there's all this pressure on you <laughs> to yeah. not be free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but you're also on a, whatever, on a career path or on a, or on a, mm -hmm entrepreneurial trajectory, whatever it is, you know, but you get to a certain point in your life where, you know, you, you make a decision, mm -hmm. that decision, when you make a decision, you kill all your other choices. That's what I think Tony Robbins said that, but um, when you make it. that decision to move forward, you're usually willing to get some help to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that, that's what the coaching is. That's what coaching is all about. And, right. and I find sometimes in career coaching on, on my, you know, it's about giving the person the permission to give themselves permission. <laughs> you don't really give it yeah. to them. You just pull it out of them and then they give it to themselves. They uh, need that. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell me, what did you, you know, you and I are both in the coaching line of work and yeah, you're right. It's a lot of what questions. It's a lot of getting people to come out. What did you wish that you had known before you started uh, this sideline, before you went off on this, this entrepreneurial journey? Tell, what, what would you wish you had known beforehand? Man, um, there, there's a lot of things about the coaching world that mm -hmm. I was and maybe still am, you know, unfamiliar with. Uh, mm -hmm. And and maybe it's part partly that, like the idea of of you know getting certifications, for example. Yeah. You know how 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 necessary is it to um, to get a certain degree of formalized learning before you embark on a coaching career and uh, or on a coaching business? I mean, the answer is mm -hmm. it's not necessary. Yeah. to embark on the career, mm -hmm. but I'm learning that I think it's going to be necessary to develop the career. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's one thing. Another, another one is, is there is just so much information out there about, <sighs> yeah. about ways to reach people and rate ways to develop yourself. Yeah. Um, and as someone who's always struggled with, and I'm not going to say ADHD because I was never diagnosed with that, but as someone who's always struggled with the bright, shiny objects around me <laughs> and who and who has a thirst and a hunger for learning, yeah. every time I talk to somebody, I mean, you, Jason, last time I spoke to you, you talked about your book, which, yeah. and by the way, congratulations on that being published well, thank recently. You. Thank you. I, I mean, you know, every time I talk to somebody, I get a, I get a new book I need to read. So I have a stack <laughs> of reading yeah. to do. These are all very positive things, but I wish I had known, I think, um, like how much time it's really going to take to mm -hmm. develop a thriving business uh, yeah. on the side while I'm holding on to my day job, which I'm not really, you know, ready to relinquish at this time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can have both. That's what some people, yeah. they, they don't realize that, you know, an entrepreneurial journey doesn't have to be the end of paid employment. Right. <laughs> so oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, and as, yeah, sorry. Go I was, was going to say like, that's, I know that was one of the things we discussed earlier, but that whole, the whole idea of, embarking on an entrepreneurial journey yeah. um, was another thing that I, I, I wish I had known more about earlier in my life, but yeah. um, you know, and I have, I have done it before. And the first mm -hmm. time I did an entrepreneurial thing, I chucked everything. I cut all my cords and I started off on this business and I, I was broke for six months, only six months though. Yeah. And then I, well, then I started, <laughs> which isn't bad though, yeah. but I didn't have the responsibilities at the time. Yeah. So I thought that you'd need to have like, you'd need to kind of cut it, just if you want to really do it right, you got to just jump in all the way. But that's burn not the boats. true. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to burn the boats, right? Yeah, you don't have to burn the boats or the bridges. Yeah, you can keep yeah. that going. And um, I was reading um, uh, what's his name, Adam, uh, Adam Grant, originals, and he talks oh, yeah. about he talks about that, like how mm -hmm. uh, you know people who keep their jobs 
and develop something new at the same time are more likely to develop a, 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 a new business that's going to work because it's yeah. sp- precisely because of their risk aversion that they build slowly and carefully. Yeah, it, that's that's a great way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't argue with that. That's great. That's great. Uh, so, what advice would you have? You know, you and I are both Gen Xers, so you know, people our age are in their mid career. They've been doing the same thing for twenty years, twenty five years or more. Uh, you know, baby boomers have been. You know, they might be in their sixties, and 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 they're like, eh, I want to do something different. Yeah. What advice would you give to professionals thinking of starting something new, pivoting into something new? I mean, yeah. and again, this applies to everybody. I mean, even young people who have gone to school for, you know, a particular field and they're like, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to pivot. I mean, you know, yep. it. Mm-hmm. when you feel that, that snake skin around you, you know, you, it's, yeah. there's, that's a sign uh, that, that you're in the wrong place and you know, you need, there is, there's a lot of truth in, in the only way you can grow is by being, is through discomfort, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, getting out of the comfort zone is the way to growth. And there's many ways to say that. Um, so, so for those who, who think that they need a change or, who, or who, who are maybe considering something or who are just wondering which way to go, uh, they just, they know something's gotta, gotta give. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, first of all, listen to yourself, uh, you know, but, there's so much there's so much available out there on mm-hmm. on the internet through your friends through mm-hmm. through people you know like do a lot of networking on LinkedIn for example yeah. meet people who you think might be in that kind of zone that you want to be in yeah. and gather a lot of information before you make a jump yeah. and you, we're in a world now where you can do things in small chunks so like in my case I'm building this business but I'm building it on the side I can take on a couple of clients at a time and I'm very happy with that. Um, and if it turns out to be, uh, something that, uh, that I'm ready to jump into full-time, I mm-hmm. can turn the dial up either way, but I'm doing it mm-hmm. in such a way that I've, I've looked into it. I've researched it. I kind of, you know, I know what I'm getting into. I built the infrastructure out first. Um, but you know, the, 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 the flip side of that is don't let analysis paralysis stop you. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you gotta, you gotta find that fine line. Um, but, um, look, you know, I'm not saying that you, and I certainly would never recommend to mm. drop everything and pursue your dreams because you feel like you're stuck in a snake suit. But I would <laughs> definitely say that listen to yourself um, and you know do the research, think it through, um, and start things out like with trial balloons and um, and pilots and you know experimentation. Yeah, and and you get you're, you hit the nail on the head. That's just an experiment. Sometimes it's not about motivation because we can all get motivated, but it's mm-hmm. inspiration. It's, it's being inspired to do that something new. And then yeah. you get the motivation. Then you, you get them in the right order. Yeah. Magic. Well, well, exactly. In fact, so, yeah. somebody had recommended, I, I did a podcast recently with a guy named Bill Harper, who's an amazing mm-hmm. fellow from, from North Carolina, but he recommended I read this book called the E-Myth. And I don't know if you've yeah. ever read the E-Myth, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. But you know, but what, the thing about the e-myth that I, that I, that really stuck in my mind is the entrepreneurial seizure, right? <laughs> where, where you have this great idea that you yeah. got to go do something and you're like, ah, oh, you get all, all kind of mm-hmm. wired up about it and you just mm-hmm. jump and you do it without yeah. thinking. And, you know, you got to be aware of that too. Oh know? yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and if anyone is, is serious about considering starting an entrepreneurial journey, that to me, I've always said that I know a, a number of business coaches and that's the first touchstone we always hit on. I'm like, you the e-myth, right? And they go, yep, the e-myth. Yeah, don't don't give yourself a job. Don't buy yourself a job. Build a build right. a company. Build something. Yeah. Create a company. Create. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. All right. 
Well, Dan, I, I appreciate you being here today. This has been fun. Uh, and yeah. I know everyone learned something from this. I mean, we- Well, great, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, this has been great. So thank you everyone for joining us today. And if you wanna find out more about how you can take your career to the next level, or even just the next stage, visit our website or reach out to us on LinkedIn. We love to meet new people. And if you like this content, please share it. Uh, referrals are our favorite, favorite form of compliment and that like button, it definitely helps. So we hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and we will talk to you soon.